You are now tuned in to Walk It Off's Happy Hour Hang. That's right. It's Sunday night, but we are unfortunately not on the WXNA airwaves. You can see your hosts, Drew and Dave. And Dave. Right here from the comfort of your own homes and the comfort of our homes, as it may work out. Since, as you know, Nashville, we got... We got some nasty road conditions out there right now, so we're playing it safe. Hopefully, you guys are playing it a little bit safe. Everybody'll be good and safe because we got a lot to do. We got stuff coming up that we are so excited about, and we got so much sports to talk to. So we did not want to miss this week, even though the Titans were on by. We ain't on by. We're no here. We were ready to give a show tonight, but we're gonna do it right here for you guys in a little low key. Happy hour hang format. So Dave, yeah. good to actually see you, buddy. You too, my man. We don't get to do this looking at each other's eyes very often. This is uh, this is fun, and I kind of feel like I'm partaking in the the winter snowed in, cozy, <laughs> uh, in home comfort uh, kind of uh, version of 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 walk it off. Even though you know it's 72 degrees here where I am. Ah, oh, what a what a shame that is for you. Uh, it's tough, man. It is. It's, it's you want really a winter hard. hat? You want a jacket? We can wear some. <laughs> sometimes I put you them still on. Any of those? Sometimes I put them on just for the heck of it. I walk outside and I'm like, Oof, nope. Let's go change back into that t-shirt, man. I'm 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 digging into my pants wardrobe though, so that's that's a little bit of a stretch right now. No shorts. Uh, okay, okay. It must be tough. It's a it hard, is hard knock life for you. But you're fired up out there, right? How how is everybody feeling about the cards on Monday night Super Wild Card weekend? I well, I, man, I don't want to start off on a negative note, but I'm going to. It feels a bit fair weather out here. Not that folks are jumping bandwagons, but it's been a pretty vibrant scene for the most of this season. But the way that the Cardinals finished was so pitiful. It really was bad. I mean, lost five straight at home. That's a way to lose enthusiasm for your, with your home fans. That There's a sense right now that this first playoff game is insurmountable um, just because of the way really? it ended. It, it really does feel that way. But I'll tell you, it's going to rejuvenate with one good win. And I think the Cardinals can beat the Rams. Like, this is a very winnable game. It's... It, the Rams have felt at some points this season as a juggernaut, and that's usually just carrying over from the offseason and into the first few weeks. They have not played like that this season. They got the names, but if Stafford can't take care of the ball, that's a it's very re- beatable team. It's really what it comes down to. Yeah, on paper, that offense looks great. As far as I've heard, I haven't checked recently, Cam Akers is going to make a return. Uh, their defense is incredible uh like they've really picked that up the um the the defensive line has been picking it up on sacks and everything and they've got all the names there it's just a matter of it all clicking at once and it comes down to matt stafford oh it's it's real cute that the west coast is excited about a running back possibly returning for a first (laughs) playoff game that's nice that's cam makers who come on man We have bigger names to worry about. We got bigger games to worry about too, man. This, the Titans had a week off. That's what's beautiful. That's the best thing of this whole weekend. We got super wild card weekend, six wild card games, and yeah, as Titans fans, there was no stress. Just get to kick back, relax, 
and watch these other teams beat each other up. But man, there were some ugly games this weekend. Uh, super saying, ugly. Sure, isn't it a nice thing that the NFL introduced seven, se- seven playoff teams now? <laughs> Do you want me to count those for you real quick? Yeah, <laughs> those seven. Wait, we're never the math show. You guys no, we are. <laughs> That's what I like about being on the like in the studio with you or on the on on the video is I can double check your finger math. <laughs> and just let you know, yeah, those were seven fingers, Drew. <laughs> and yes, we are absolutely doing this when we're in the radio station studio too. Just figuring everything out. Yeah, yeah, Get showing the like the calculator to each other. Up. Yeah, <laughs> getting the production assistance uh, in on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, under normal times. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're all on our own here, and that's that's a dangerous place to be. But yeah, those seven seeds sure belonged in the playoffs, didn't they? Hooey, man. It did not feel like it. Rough performances from the Eagles and the Steelers. Who That game just finished up. We're talking to you on Sunday night. We came here to record at our normal time that we would be on the radio with you. But nope, we're here recording after the game ends, and we know what's next for the Titans. And it is Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Titans time. Yep. Right here in Nashville, the Titans are going to host the Bengals. All the top seeds, all the hosts won on this wild card weekend in the AFC. So it's the number one seed Tennessee Titans against the number four seed Bengals. Should be a good game, man. They, it uh, should be. They're a dangerous team. That Joe Burrow <laughs> to Jamar Chase connection is absolutely devastating right now. And, yeah, there's just a lot going on with that team, especially on offense. But their defense has been no joke either. So it would be real nice if all these workout videos we've been watching mean there's a full force, fully rested King Henry in the Titans' future for next week. No doubt. I I, I don't want to say we need him, but, man, this is going to be one of the toughest matchups I think we could face through the entire AFC. Like... It's them and the and the Chiefs are the only ones that I have a legitimate. Hey, listen, they're all tough. <laughs> the Bills are tough too, especially. Uh, thankfully, we don't have to travel to Buffalo at any point. But it's the Bengals have that one thing that we've talked about too, which is momentum, and the others also do. I mean, KC came in hot at the end of the season, also. But this is this this team has like this uh, kind of laid back confidence that you just don't see like it's a unique attitude of a team and it's all it, i forgot like, i was gonna wear some glasses to our show tonight yeah, that would have been pretty good just because they look good just because they look good cool. yeah yeah <laughs> don't want to don't want anybody to see those eyes yeah you're right it, man the Bengals are giving some good confidence off but they got to come here they got to come to our house it's true and the titans you know they they earned that number one seed and we are fired up with everything that's going on right now, having the potential return of Derrick Henry and let's be honest, a real solid plan B and De- well, the way Deonta Foreman closed out the season. You know, Dontrell Hilliard was a weapon for the Titans there. And we saw Ryan Tannehill in that final game of the season answer a lot of questions by putting the game on his shoulders and winning yep. it for the Titans. So, and we And we need that. What should be encouraging about that is that's not unprecedented. Like, that is the Tannehill we expect. So, 
that it's fair and understandable to see that in the playoffs. And I mean, frankly, he's done it the best in the playoffs. That's where he's really shown up in over the last couple of seasons is, is in the, those spaces. So I have no reason, but to expect that the Titans are going to have a heck of a game coming up this Saturday, despite some of the, the pits and some of the, the, the ebbs and flows of this season, it, I like. I don't see how you go in as a Titans fan, not feeling good about where this team is, even without Derrick Henry. But can you imagine with Derrick Henry in there, not just having him in there, but having this game plan that nobody will be able to figure out because we don't have film of having this this two headed, three headed backfield that can do a lot of different things, and the Julio and AJ connection. There's not a lot of film on that too. It, it would be it would a be point. A, a lot of really unique stuff coming into this playoffs that I think would give the coaching staff uh, a unique advantage. And let's give some credit to that coaching staff too. I mean, Mike Rabel should win Coach of the Year. He's been unbelievable holding the Titans together through a lot of adversity this year, 100%. earning that number one seed. But those coordinators too, two first year coordinators in Shane Bowen on the defensive end and Todd Downing on the offensive end got so much better as the season went on. We watched them become more comfortable and grow on the job. And they're at their peak confidence right now as well as far as their careers. And with all those weapons to work with, everything that's going on, everybody's coming back. It's going to be real fascinating to see where they've gone so far. I mean, what Town Doubting has done, picking up this seamless transition of Titans coordinators who's become one of the hottest jobs in the NFL. Yeah. Whether it's Matt LaFleur going on to break records as the head coach of the number one seed Green Bay Packers, Arthur Smith becoming the head coach of the Falcons last season. Not now Todd Downing's fast tracking himself with his performance. It's great to see. That Vrabel tree is starting to branch, isn't it? Like and it's one of the things that I don't want to gauge the Titans success based on, but it's one of the things that gives me confidence that we have something wholly unique here is the way Nate Vrabel has put together his first few years at the helm here is very, very reminiscent of Bill Belichick. And listen, I, I, I don't like Bill Belichick as a fan. This current playoffs. No, yeah, uh, true, true, true. But I mean, maybe our playoffs, you know, 15, 20 years down the road when we finally lose one again, but you know, like, (laughs) But you know that's why I'm hesitant to say it because it's it's so an anomalous thing that what Bill Belichick has done. But I love seeing the small attributes of consistent winning, of dealing with next man up and good personnel decisions, of seeing your coaching tree branch off with such fervor that people are recognizing how good that he's do he's doing and what a great job that this. Uh, this franchise is doing. And I mean, it, it goes up to the, the ownership as well, which has been really stellar, but, um, but I, I mean, it's, it's just exciting to think that we could be on the cusp of something that's a little bit more dynasty and a little less flash in the pan. Was that too much? The second straight AF. South, the Titans. Yeah, division championship. We gotta. We we had to. We had to be like the Titans there and forge through a little bit of, of choppy choppy weather with the internet there. So 
You were pointing out you were pointing out that second straight division championship, right? Yeah, second straight division title, uh trip to the AFC championship in the year before that. You're right. This is a sustainable run of success that we're seeing right now from the Titans. And look, they're not pulling a page from the Preds playbook and raising some banners for those AFC South championships. But <laughs> it's still exciting. It is. And we like it as fans, we like it as broadcasters as radio hosts here in nashville this is great stuff and yeah we're come to expect it now year in and year out we lobbied so hard after that run to the afc championship that the next step was home playoff games and what do we have now we have the number one seed guaranteed home playoff games let's go it's tighten up time in nashville 3 30 p.m saturday at Nissan Stadium, welcoming the Bengals to town. Yeah, uh, this is this is going to be fun stuff, man. And I am really excited to see what the Titans can do with that, to borrow a phrase, that fully armed and operational battle station. If Derrick Henry's back, if A.J. Brown's healthy, if Julio Jones is healthy, Deonta Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard showing off, the offensive line is healthy. I think we're past five already. We're going to need to do a little help here again. <laughs> <laughs> I have hands, too, if you need me to raise them. <laughs> yeah. Newly elected All-Pro, Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard, our boy. Yep. Love that. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this is a team that's ready to rumble, man. It's built for the playoffs. And this is the time. I mean, that defense, uh, Titans Twitter. I know Titans Twitter. We were not big fans of Shane Bowen earlier in this season. Titans Twitter was a bit harsh on the new defensive coordinator. But as this season went on and that defense started winning games after Derrick Henry went down and Ryan Tannehill was kind of sluggish without him, it's kind of flipped around. Yeah. And Shane Bowen has really proven something to the Titans fans already. We're looking for that pass rush now. We're looking for, you know, Harold Landry and all coming off that big season. Unfortunately, his walk year. We're gonna have to pony up some money to make that thing happen. That's how it works? Yeah, Jeff Simmons got, got in there, almost had a, a fullback job in his last game. Is having fun out there, and hopefully the cornerback situation is healthy. That's the the outside of Henry, the biggest question mark for the Titans health wise right now. Yeah, is. Will everybody be 100% ready to go between Jackrabbit Jenkins, Christian Fulton, Elijah Molden? We really need that, and especially against that Bengals passing attack. They've got more weapons besides just Jamar Chase, that's for sure. T. Higgins is such a dangerous threat down in the red zone, and even uh, even their tight ends score some touchdowns once it gets to it. Yeah. Can be counted on for a big catch, but then again, so can ours. Swayman and Ferks are come up big when they need to no doubt and they have been more and that's what's that's really been beautiful i mean e- even more than t- touchdown catches especially for Ferkser uh recently but the uh and i think that's the key is like the key to winning this this game in my mind would be essentially the same thing we've said about every game especially playoff game is get ahead and hold it. And I think that starts by disrupting that pass offense because the the Bengals are dynamic, right? They've got Joe Mixon back there. They've got 
a good a good backfield as well that they can that they can really punish you with. But if we can disrupt and and make Joe Burrow the ever efficient Joe Burrow more inefficient and maybe even pick off a, a pass or two to just get them off kilter, essentially making them a little bit more one-dimensional there, and get up by by a score, I think it's the Titans game to lose at that point. And that's the ideal thing. So I'm going to be watching the first quarter hoping that you know they have a poor possession and we have a good one, and then we can just hold on to it from there. Absolutely. And you touched on the biggest question, of course. When the Titans were losing games to let's be honest, inferior opponents this season. Very much so. Very much so. The question was always turnovers. You can't have that in the postseason. Yeah. There's no bad teams left in the AFC for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, we definitely got rid of the bad teams. That was obvious today. Yeah. With extreme prejudice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the Titans... You know, maybe that's a blessing in disguise. The Titans tend to play up to their opponents. They tend to play down to their opponents. There's no one left to play down to, so you got to play up. Yeah. And if that means cutting out the turnovers, that usually means the Titans are winning a game. So yeah. take care of that football. Do what you do. Now we're going to feel really good about this Saturday yep. and tighten it up. Heck yeah. You know, we don't have a halftime song on our happy hour hang video, <laughs> audio slash video recordings. But if we did, of course, we'd Dude. be tightening up right now with uh, and we're gonna Archie be pumping Bell drills. We're going to be pumping it all week, man. the stadium, by the way. So As it I'd should like be. I it's something to do with that. We have more influence <laughs> than I think that is is known out there. We are, we're definitely trendsetters when it comes to – Tennessee sports, especially when it comes to just making them win. We set those trends. And yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm going to be, it's, it's my, my favorite song to play for all of our sports teams. Cause I just love the song. I think it's a blast. It finally doesn't remind me of a, of a, a car insurance commercial from 15 years ago. If you recall that one bopping around. Uh, so no, it's finally, but... it, it existed Titan. It was Titan auto insurance. And maybe, that was before I was a Nashvilleian, so it might have been from a different region. But still, they would play oh, that. Tighten up now. I know it was yeah, horrible. Actually, up. such a Sorry, fun that's song. That's what you're getting from us. <laughs> but it's it's I'm going to be pumped all week, man. I really am going to be pumped. It's been nice to have a week off, especially knowing the the need. But it's just nice to have a week off of stressing, right? Like just like. And just like let everybody else play it off. And the fact that we are feeling that way, I can't imagine how those players are feeling. And the coaches. Now, I know they got a lot of preparation to do, so they certainly are stressing the important things. But having a little bit of relaxed time, a little bit of mental health time, hopefully. We just played the longest season in the history of the NFL. Having one week off could be... One of the most biggest, ben- one of the biggest benefits that a team could get at this point, and I'm hope I'm hoping and thinking that pays off for us next week also. That's another great point, man. Absolutely, having that week of rest after, like you said, the inaugural 18 game NFL season. Well, 18 week, 17 yeah. game, but also the Bengals are the only one of these teams that the Titans didn't play during the regular season, so. You got to think that there was a little extra preparation for the Bengals if that was the way this was going. And as soon as the Bills Patriots game started, 
it looked like it was going to be the Titans <laughs> yeah. versus the Bengals this week. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think anybody thought the Steelers were winning. And, and the Steelers didn't get... Oh no, the the inter- we got we got internet issue. Reason to think they're Yeah, I think. Yeah. Drew, we're losing you a bit, man. But I I think the, that's a great point that we had. Uh, we knew right then, but I'm I'm curious. Like, if, first off, the Steelers, you're right, did not give any indication that they could win that game, much less throughout the entire game. It was pitiful, and I do want to talk about that. Uh, Pitt's pitiful emphasis on Pitt. But uh, they, I, I, I'm curious what you would think. Like, would you prefer to play one of those three teams that you have already played? And, I, I mean, we've beaten all three of these teams, right? We beat the Chiefs, beat the Bills. Yeah, beat the Bills. Well, Bills weren't on the table for an opponent. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's right. Yep. We beat the Chiefs. Round. Yep. Beat, beat, yep. But so would you rather play? The teams that the Titans will see in the AFC Championship if yep. they can get past the Bengals yep. they've beaten this season. True. Uh, I, I would rather have played the Steelers. That's for sure. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Upset the Chiefs. That would have been real nice. I yeah. would have felt real good going into that game. The situation that offense is in this year. And likely in future years. I mean, no more Roethlisberger, but <laughs> I can't wait to not have to watch that anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, who who else do they have on that roster right now? Mason Rudolph, and is Dwayne Haskins even still there? I don't know, man. Like, you, you know... You're a Steelers the, fan. You're not looking forward to that either. No, the only option they have is to pick up you know, one of the guys who's bouncing around. Like, I can't even think of it. You know, the, the, old, uh, the old Teddy Bridgewater-esque players or something like that, which, not to sell Teddy Bridgewater short, I think Wait, he's always... is that Ryan Fitzpatrick's music? <laughs> I think it might be. Boy, <laughs> honestly... Guy bouncing around? I'd be scared of him in that situation because they have the tools. They have Juju's back. You know, they've got a, an incredible wide receiving core that has stepped up beyond expectation. You know they got they got Harris in the backfield. It's it you know having Fitzpatrick there would make them certainly a a force to be reckoned with in that division. Which who knows where that division lands? The Bengals only know how to be good for one year at a time, and <laughs> yeah, that still so looks like knows? a last place team next year to me. I agree, but, and I and I well, and I kind of hope so, Drew. We'll see what happens, uh, but yeah, the the Bengals are are going to be a tough matchup, but. Just based on this first round, both the Chiefs and the Bills had absolute record-setting performances on this wild card <laughs> weekend. The Bills scored touchdowns on every single one of their possessions in that game against the Patriots. Just an <laughs> absolutely mind-boggling feat. Before you think that that's a Bill Belichick defense yeah, that prepared for a division opponent that they'd seen twice already that year. That one absolutely shocked me. Me too. But to, for the Bills' offense to pitch a perfect game, <laughs> to score touchdowns on every possession besides the kneel down at the end, but that doesn't count, that's mind-boggling. And then the Chiefs got off to a slow start. Pittsburgh actually had a 7 nothing lead on a defensive touchdown, of course, from T.J. Watts. But after that, they scored touchdowns on six straight possessions. They scored touchdowns 
two offensive linemen. They scored touchdowns to Tariq Hill. They scored <laughs> yeah, touchdowns they did it all. to backup wide receivers. They scored touchdowns with Travis Kelsey passing. You know, <laughs> uh, they tried to make that game fun. <laughs> they did. It was partially fun because of it. As much as I want to see the Chiefs lose because of them being in the AFC, but you know, I get I get champion f- fatigue myself. You know, I, you get tired of these teams, and I've frankly always liked the the Chiefs. I think it's a really well assembled team. I love the way that Mahomes plays. I think he's one of the more special players in the league. Um, and respect the heck. Ooh, we're not on the radio. Respect the hell <laughs> out of out of Andy Reid. Uh, that one's still okay. I, I, I know that's how that's how tempered I am. Is these aren't though? Hey oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. I uh, I actually finished my mine before coming up here, and I forgot to grab another one. I was drinking a homebrew. I oh, had right. uh, yeah. I had I'm a nice thinking. a nice little uh, northeastern IPA, uh, and uh, I think you might have appreciated. I know you're not a hophead, but. You know, I, I made it with a buddy of mine who is a hophead and loves that style. I accidentally, a happy accident, got some really dark malts instead of lighter malts. So it is roastier and toastier. It's almost like a nut brown, but with a hoppy backbone to it. It's a pretty nice beer. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I yeah. know you got the talent for beers out there, man. So. Uh. It's always a always a pleasure. You have broadened my uh, drinking palate as well. So that's why we do these happy hour hangs. We show out our stuff, of course. What do you got there? I'm showing support for the locals. We got a Blackstone right here. Yes, made in Nashville, Tennessee. This is a session IPA, session player. Look at them guitars. All right, Look at them guitars and pedals. It's about and damn time somebody used that pun in Nashville for a session ale. Like, I thought Tennessee Brew Works would have done that immediately, but because they're usually up on that stuff. But uh, no, good. I'm glad Blackstone's there, and I'm happy to see a Blackstone can. Uh, it's I just I respect that brewery a ton, man. Uh, that was one of the first that broadened my horizons in Nashville, and with their porter, uh, especially they they had some some really good beers there. And you mentioned the Nut Brown, one of their yeah. famous is there too. Yep. But uh, I will say they're not my favorite now that Nashville's broadened out to a million, Fair enough. but you got to respect some of the OGs. You do. of the local beer scene. And while you just mentioned myself, not hophead style, not IPAs, but a session IPA could do some of those. The, the I agree. lighter side, more drinkable IPA. Yep. I'll uh, I'll throw that in every now and then. And this is an awfully nice one. Nice beer with a, you know, an IPA profile that even I don't mind drinking. Yeah. So that's 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 a quite local, an endorsement as we're supporting Tennessee right here for sure. Big week going into it. I like the colors. We've got, you know, Nash SC guitar looking right there. Yeah. Golden blue, just like that hat you're wearing right now. One of the two-tone blue that we'll see everybody in Nashville rocking this week. Man, it's an exciting time. It is, man. It is. It's it's just a cool city, right? Like, I, I'm sorry for such a generic statement, but, like, to think of all those, it's fun to go on a tangent like that because you think of all the cool sports stuff we talk about, but all the other, you know, uh, community organizations that are playing a part in that. I mean, WXNA being a part of that, you know, uh, it, it, there's all these breweries and restaurants and, 
you know, everything that's going on. It's just, it's fun. I wish I was there to soak up that, that vibe. And I'm going to do my best on the Arizona side, both rooting for Tennessee and soaking up a local feel for the Cardinals in the playoffs. But none of it's going to be a substitute for wanting to be right down on Broadway watching. You know, man, when, we, when you yeah, and we I were on... where your heart is. <laughs> that's right. When you, when you and I were on 2nd Avenue and we went and we watched that that Titans game when they beat the New England Patriots. That was one of the more special times, man. That was just, first off, it was unexpected, right? And that made it even more cool. But that was just a lot of fun being down there. Just one of my favorite experiences. Yep. And we know you make it back quite often here, so still trying to say you got to get there, man, as we represent at the Winter Stadium Series. That's right. Outdoor hockey game, so. I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna. Here, buddy. <laughs> I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping to don that Pekka jersey. Yeah. It'll be cold. <laughs> oh yeah. I think. I think. Unless you're getting it all out of the way right now. <laughs> we never know. I mean, it could be 70 degrees next week here in Nashville. Who the heck knows in Nashville? But these couple of snowstorms these last few weeks. I hate that this one interrupted. That's you know we miss a week out on the air. We always love being on WXNA, talking with you guys. It it really is a highlight of the, our week. And hopefully some other people out there, too, because we, again, we we love sports, we love Nashville, and we love talking about these, you guys. And we hope that comes through in the broadcasts every single week, that, you know, we're not here trying to break news or get our names out there as much as everybody else, although feel free if you want. Yeah. <laughs> but we love talking sports, and we love doing everything that goes with that. Playing fantasy football with you guys, uh, putting up our sports bets this week, you know, browsing on all this stuff. It's it's always a great time, but right now is is big, man. Unfortunately, our other Tennessee teams, I thought it was going to be another week of no losses. <laughs> well, when the bars <laughs> said that high. Got snapped, both the yeah. Preds and the Grizz, but... Man, what runs both of those teams are on right now. We're on such a high here in Nashville sports. Ain't, ain't nothing bringing it down. Yeah, I love those streaks because they, they're just fun. I understand. Like, it's cool to go on a streak like that. But those two were extra special because they vaulted both of those teams into another stratosphere. Like, it, look at I'm, I'm thinking of the other streaks this year, right? Like the Suns when they went on their streak, incredible. Uh, what 18 wins, something like that, a really great streak. But it was they not a top team. They were already a top team. That's exactly right. Like fine, they did that. You know, I think of Miami's streak, which was even more incredible a few years back. But they're already a top team. Like it, it's not surprising. But what the Preds and the Grizz especially did is they changed their whole narrative they changed everything about that team and this is something you and i talk about all the time doing that in the locker room for that team is enough to change a team from actually being a poor team to being a great team just by going on a streak like that to feel the winning to know what it feels to do that to feel the city behind them and it's those the streaks may have ended this week but they were uh, they were special for nashville and for those teams and something that should be sustainable through the rest of this year. We have top-tier teams in the NHL and the NBA that we didn't have weeks ago. Absolutely, man. I, I love that you brought that up. We, we talked a little bit about, you know, 
the fan bases can be, especially on social media where you see it all the time. We talked about it with Shane Bowen earlier, but David Poyle got a lot this offseason, the whole competitive rebuild situation. We heard so much from fans that said, no, you got to tear it down. This is an older team. It's underperforming. It's time to tear it all down. And what do you get? You get a team that's in first place in the Central right now, and competitive rebuild is out the window. Your first place team yeah. at this point in the season. The playoffs are well within grasp, and expectations rise along with that. You're right. The, the locker room rises with that. The fan base rises with that. Tanner Janot's getting Calder consideration all of a sudden. UC Saros <laughs> is going to be the starting goalie barring a crazy coaching decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the Central in the All-Star game, he's voted onto the All-Star team. In the final vote, the last men in vote, as the NHL puts it, Roman Yossi should be there. He's having Ooh. possibly his best season from a guy who's won the Norris. It'd be a I huge mean, miss. Last men in vote. Vote Roman Yossi. Get out there. That's what we're asking you for. This I mean, we know it's a popularity contest once you turn it over to the internet, but Roman Yossi should be there. Yeah. And we should see him in the All-Star game in Vegas along with UC Soros for a first-place Preds team, which is just so damn exciting. And yeah, the Grizz all of a sudden are getting so much national attention. What we've been talking about for years now, this what would Ja do tonight being must-watch television is everywhere in the national discourse right now. That block he made, that two-handed block that you described so great on our show, has been on every highlight reel. You know, led Zach Lowe's column on ESPN. There's just so much around the Grizz right now. And in the meantime, that 11-game win streak pushed them into third place in the Western Conference in what was seen as past the ceiling. You know, those first three teams were looked at as set in stone in the West. And the Grizz have crashed that party right now. And the discourse around them changed from, as we were discussing before this season, at the end of last season, a team that's goal is to maybe get into the playoffs to maybe not be in the play-in is the, the goal for this season. Not when you're the number three team. Now your goal is home court advantage in the Absolutely. and winning playoff rounds. The narrative changes, and yeah, that, that's what winning does. That's what these big win streaks do. And I, I love it. Yeah, it is, it is so much fun. Put it that way, because it really does, and it's... It's energizing. It's 100% energizing, and it... it it blows my mind that we, when you look at the standings, we're more than halfway through the NBA season, and the Grizz are two games behind the Golden State Warriors. That is and beat them this week, and beat them this week. Yeah, like with Clay Thompson, <laughs> just like he's super cool, dude. Like it's just it's it it makes no sense. I mean, it does make sense, but like it's hard to compute the headline in my head. But it does make sense, and we've seen it. You you said it perfectly. We've been talking about what would Ja do, uh, what is Ja going to do, everything that he does. We've got 
this team that we knew was on the cusp with Jaron Jackson coming up and seeing all these young names make impacts last year when we had injuries and when we weren't meeting the expectations that we thought we could, it's been, we saw this trajectory. Like, I think, I think if you'd asked you and I going into this season, if we were willing to bet on the Grizz being where they are, I don't know if we would have had the, and I don't mean to speak for you, I'll just say I wouldn't have had the full confidence to say that, but I would have believed it was fully doable. And I'm glad that I'm, I'm my, my, my nervousness about making that kind of bet is being proven wrong because they are there. And it, it does make sense when you look back and you calculate all of it that this team should be there. I, I've said it before. It reminds me of the Warriors as they were coming up. You know, that team that's just figuring out how to gel, that's homegrown. You know, we made some big, kind of weird-looking trades over this this offseason. And all that did was just kind of fortify the 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 dynamic on the team, you know, it, it, more than anything. I mean, it didn't bring in a new star. It didn't change who was really, really making the biggest differences on the court. But it did the things that, like, when uh, when Golden State changed their coach, it made a big difference and pushed them over the edge. I feel like that's one of those things that happened this year is we fortified a team that went from having poisonous... Sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. <laughs> Siri wanted to say something there. Uh, we went from a team that had poisonous Andre Iguodala, uh, you know, to having, you know, figuring out their identity and knowing what they needed to grow. And that's, that's a big lesson and a big maturity for not just the players, but for the team as a whole. That's one thing I feel like hasn't gotten talked about enough about this year's Grizzlies team. And I, I hate to, you know, bury it in the middle of a show about the Titans and wildcard football, but yeah. Building around depth like they did this offseason is so against the grain in the modern NBA. That's all about big twos, big threes, big fours, you know, and you sacrifice all your depth. You sacrifice all your future draft picks to build around superstars. The Grizz trusted that they have some developing superstars with John Morant, with Jaron Jackson, and now with Desmond Bain putting himself in that category as well. Yep. And a great, you know, Robin to Batman that is Dylan Brooks type of thing and Desmond Bain. These guys can absolutely play those roles. And they built around depth. It's so anti what we think of in this current NBA. And yet, it might be the next thing that gets copied. Absolutely. Look at what this team rolls out every night. And yeah, breaking into the top three in the West is. No small potatoes, that's for sure. <laughs> no, you and I talk about it like it's one of the biggest accomplishments you can make in professional sports outside of winning championships. In some in, in some situations, you could argue it's, argue it's harder to work your way to the top of the West in the NBA than it is to win a championship in another sport. Sometimes it feels that way. So this is a major accomplishment, way quicker than most people expected. And now we have the luxury, which they did take this last season. You, you, you explained it perfectly, building for depth. Now we have the luxury of not doing that totally against the grain this next year because we know we have those stars. It's, it's yeah, fortified. That are, you know, that are available and exciting for other teams. Exactly. Stars are going to want true. to come here. And it's you've true. got the pieces to make trades if it comes up. So 
Yep. Maybe we can get Russell Westbrook. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's possible, right? It's possible. I would love that. So, yeah. I wouldn't. That's sarcasm. What a what a change in the narrative. The, the yep. way we're speaking about it. Man, it's, it's just so good. <laughs> it is. So, in a week where we saw the college football national championship this Georgia got themselves the championship, beat Alabama, and what was a pretty fun game. It was. You know, Stetson Bennett making a great story, coming back off a slow start to end well, kind of the story of his career in one game, <laughs> microcosm, was still fun stuff. We saw these, these win streaks end, we saw all-star votes go down, but of course, this weekend's about wildcard weekend in the NFL, the playoffs starting, and the Titans kicking back and relaxing at home and seeing who's going to come to us. Now we know that that's the Bengals on Saturday. It's time to bear down. It's time to get serious. But it was nice that none of these games this weekend were the Titans because, man, that first game with the Bengals was a fun game. The Bengals-Raiders was a pretty fun playoff game. And we were saying, okay, hopefully that's the way this goes. That is not the way the rest of this playoffs went. No. Oh, my. I mean, the Bengals just taken the Patriots out to the woodshed after uh, the Bills. Yeah. Just destroying the Patriots after yep. that. Absolute dominant performance. The next game we saw, the first one of three in a row all day Sunday is just, again, so much fun that we get to sit on the couch and relax and enjoy this on a snow day here in Nashville. Football all day. You know, the, the Eagles showing that they had no business being in the playoffs. Not we're no any. match for Tampa Bay. We just ran over them, made it look easy. That defense looked like it was back, that Tampa Bay defense. It was a, a little bit of a frightening thing right there. And I know that had to be tough to watch for you in Arizona because if the Cards had just beaten the Seahawks in their season finale, they were the number two seed and would have played the Eagles in the first round. Yep. Which would have probably felt a little bit better than going into this Monday nighter against the Rams. A thousand times. A thousand times better. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, it would have it, big, big regret there. And But, no, we, it, I guess. It matters, too. <laughs> yeah, and as a, as a fan, you know, not, not a Cardinals fan, as a football fan, though, after this weekend, it's like, Gosh, we deserve a game like the Titans Rams. Uh, luckily, that Cowboys Niners game turned into something at the end. Uh, if 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 nothing other than a little bit of drama, <laughs> can we please talk more about that game? Because that was that might have been the dumbest fourth quarter of football I have ever seen <laughs> in my entire career watching NFL. It felt like the 49ers were trying so hard to give that game away, and Dallas just would stiff armed the win away and just would yeah, not. No, thank every you. time the Niners tried to give it to them. Yeah, <laughs> it just, yeah. From everything from the penalties to oh my goodness, the way the, the, so much penalty time that we saw in this game, the face time for the referees it was felt yeah. like there was a flag on every possible turning point for Dallas. Yeah. Jimmy G tried to give the game away at the end. They Again, Dallas just <laughs> made it close. But then, and Mike McCarthy, you can always count on him to destroy clock management or what we think of that. True. What 
a quarterback sneak up the middle with no timeouts left in 14 seconds. They ran out the clock on themselves. Yeah. Maybe there was, I mean, the official could have done a better job of getting that ball set, but no, this was the dumb capper to a dumb fourth quarter. It couldn't have said it better. Both teams deserve to lose this game. Dallas did, but the Niners will move on. You know, they, they've got, uh, a date now with the number one Green Bay Packers over in the NFC. And <laughs> as good as that first half was for them, I don't think they inspired anything out of it that makes you think they can upset the Packers. But you know what? At least that game was on Nickelodeon because I watched that entire game on the Nick wildcard broadcast. That's beautiful. And I'm so thankful for that decision because <laughs> it's great. It's great. I don't know how cold or how small your heart has to be to not enjoy the Nickelodeon broadcast. <laughs> Even if you're just flipping back and forth on the channels a few times. Yeah, find some a, joy in a, it, though. A bit's over the top, but come on. I mean, we got to see George Kittle get slimed at the end of the game. <laughs> we got to see the slime monster coming out of the field, a blimp dropping slime. Uh, the field goals, that, that's innovative. The SpongeBob and Patrick field goal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Where their facial expression changes to let you know the kick was good. I mean, <laughs> come on. How could you not love that? <laughs> it's super cool. It's one of the best things to come out of the NFL in a long time, honestly. And, uh, yeah, I, I just love it. Talk about adding some spice to the to the playoffs, which really needed some of it. A little bit of variety and fun and joy because there wasn't a lot of it going around. Wow, he got this ugly, brutal game. And then who's the first to interview the star of the game, Debo Samuels? It's young Dylan for the Nick broadcast. Love and it. you can just tell how much joy was on the faces for both him and Debo. Yeah. Just enjoying this interaction, having fun. You know, the broadcast booth was entertaining, although we could stand to hear trickeration a lot less. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. Tricker. The word is trickery. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's entered our football lexicon and yeah not not every uh play where there's a pitch is trickeration <laughs> but hey we'll still take it we've got so few complaints this was so enjoyable even their graphics are just above and beyond yeah <laughs> with the lines on the field everything they did was made a little this subtleties to watch yeah for, uh, agreed what ended up to be a dumb dumb football game yep it really, it really did. Thank, thankfully, there was serious slime to counter the dumbness. But as a, as a Cowboys fan who I was texting about it, you know, called them. They were the, they were the cow dinks out there, man. They were dumb. It was really, really bad. And uh, that team, can you not believe it? Cowboys a week ago, fans are not expect a first round flame out at this point. But... I know. The, the, we've been talking all week, and mainly because of Stephen A. and a bunch of dinks. Uh, on, on ESPN and stuff because all they want to talk about is the Lakers and, and the, and the Cowboys. Uh, we've been talking about them being Super Bowl bound and being one of the best teams in the NFC. That team is terrible, man. Like they have some really good players on there, but that the backfield was pitiful. I don't know what's gone on. Tony Pollard has taken a step back, even though he looked really good for a big part of the season. Zeke Elliott is a ghost of a, of a running back now. Uh, Shocking, Dak, who I really, really like as a player, man. Like, there's something beyond the way players are anymore. The way that they're coaching and and, and crafting these things up, 
There's no way the Dak should be as bad as he has been. He's better than that. So I don't know what's You're going on. You're talking about in um, MVP Dak Prescott, by the way. With eighty-one percent of the MVP vote. Really? <laughs> because ah, <laughs> uh, because of because of the internet and the Nick Valuable player going last year going to Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> okay, so he's um, among great company. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the internet decided the Nick valuable player should also be the not valuable player. <laughs> uh, and now you've got uh Trubisky and Dak on that prestigious list. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> well, that's fitting. That's very fitting that he's there with Trubisky, honestly. So yeah. Just just really bad, man. I I was very disappointed in them. I'm glad they made it a game towards the end. But I I was disappointed with uh, with New England too, man. That was the other week game this matchup this week that I thought was going to be a good matchup, and it was not. It's just it's uh, I mean I'm happy to see those teams lose, to be frank. As uh, but uh, and I do think that the Niners are formidable. I don't see them having a chance against Green Bay, but I think it's going to be a game. I think they're a formidable opponent when they're playing at the t- at their top, but especially with the trickeration from Debo Samuel. Uh, and hopefully Joey Bosa is fully healthy. Uh, Bosa is fully healthy. You, you hope so, man. Like, cause there's some special players on that team. Bosa being one of them. Debo is one of my favorite players in the whole league. I love watching him play. So, uh, we we have some excitement going into next week for sure. Even outside of our Titans. No, no doubt about that. That's we should have a fun game. I'm gonna be, you know, bringing our trendsetter mindset to a head. I want the Super Bowl to be co-broadcast by Nickelodeon. <laughs> I, I'll call for it. Man, I, I get this I, thing going on. I'll t- yeah, yeah. You mean the the full broadcast? Not a secondary broadcast, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, good. I, I, but... no, I want a secondary. You can have a choice. That's no, I fair. want it. I well, yeah. I want the the choice to be Nickelodeon or the secondary broadcast, <laughs> which is the boring asshole usual one. It's just Joe Buck. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, he may he may be as tall as the children, but he's he's much more boring and uh, much older. So uh, I don't think he would go for the slime either. It might mess up his foundation, you know. Yeah, I know. He yeah, does you got to like get slime if you're going to do the Nick broadcast. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I fully endorse them. Look, if if you want to bring us on anytime, Nickelodeon, those kid reporters are fantastic, whether on the sideline or in the booth, but. I'll take a slime in for the team. Heck yeah. Put me in the slime booth, man. Absolutely. It's been a dream, honestly. Ever since I saw Double Dare live as a kid, I'm like, I want to do this. Exactly. Yeah, and I love seeing Nate Burleson in there say the same thing. Like, it's actually a dream to do this. It he is. Was fascinated by the slime. I love Nate. Look, yes. it's, it's great. What a broadcast that was. It, it made for a more entertaining thing after that dud of a first game today for sure after the frustration on the field in that second game and then we got you know kind of a dud for the third game with just having to watch the pittsburgh offense is painful but kansas city made it fun they got the win we've got our second round matchups almost set because we still have monday night wild card football arizona cardinals at the rams winner moves on to face the tampa bay buccaneers and hopefully knock off the defending champs because, yeah, that's the other thing they love to talk about is the Cowboys, the Lakers, and Tom Brady non... Wait, we're not on the radio. Non-fucking-stop. <laughs> non-fucking-stop, dude. I I am so over Tom Brady, too. But, uh, but 
you know, when you pause and talk about it the way, which this isn't the way with the Lakers or the Cowboys, right? That's what I don't like about all the talk about them. It's like there's no real warrant except for the market. There's nothing that makes it, the, there's no merit behind it. But when we talk about Tom Brady, I'm worn out from him. But dude is special. Dude is the goat. Still winning. Nonstop. And so at least at least you know he's earned it. But I'm ready for him to just walk away. Uh <laughs> But we appreciate those things. We appreciate that we're seeing something incredibly historic and unprecedented. And that's worth worth the time pausing and, and appreciating. I do like seeing those just mind-boggling numbers every now and then, you know. Almost double the yardage in the postseason as any other quarterback in history. You know, more postseason wins than the rest of the field combined. Yep. <laughs> Wild card. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty special what we're seeing. But... Yeah. We get it. Move out of the way. Yep. It's tighten up time. Yep. Going out. Good song again. Tighten up. Yeah. Tighten up. Let's go. <laughs> tighten up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I tighten up. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and our apologies to our to our to our <laughs> listeners and viewers. Just you know, go check out the song, uh, and we'll have it next week. I'm sure. We're having fun. We got. Yeah. We got. We're going to be back next Sunday. Hopefully, talking about. The AFC Championship coming to Nashville. But got to get through the Cincinnati Bengals first. Yep. And yeah, man, uh, I, I, I'm willing to concede when when we lose. So <laughs> not the Titans. This is pers- uh, what we're talking about now. We wanted to say the other stuff that we like to do as part of this radio show. We talked about our fantasy football league all throughout the season. You know, um, every single one of our years so far, what, five years we've been running this? That's right. On the air, Radio Fantasy Football League, and our listeners always put up such a good fight. It's always such a good, amazing season. This one especially, the parody was unbelievable all year long. was. Every year, either you or me, at least, has meddled, has been in the top three at the end of the season. Your radio hosts, we, we know it's up. But we have not been champs now for at least two years in a row. His last year, it was a team called David's Chubb, run by a Cowboys fan. Very creative, yep. And Nick Chubb was his winning player, really. So I did like that team player name synergy. And okay. especially what we said before, you know, even though he didn't have Chubb this year, you win, you keep the name. Yeah, that's the exactly changes right. Changes are meant to be momentum changes. You, in you earn football, that, in my opinion. So I agree. I agree. If you keep winning, you keep you keep keeping your name. Yep. So we do that, but uh, he also won the regular season this year. Knocked me out of the playoffs in a very difficult matchup in the semifinals, but then lost the finals this year to a new champion, a team with the very humble name of Here for Last Place, <laughs> ends up in first place at the end of the season. So that's uh, that's one of your fans out there. An Arizona Cardinals fan wins the league this year. So you know what? Congratulations to here for last place. Good luck to the Cardinals next week. Sorry, David Chubb, that you lost the finals and your Cowboys cowboyed the first round again. <laughs> Tough breaks. But hey, we'll we'll look for people to be back. We'll look for some new blood next year. It's it's always so much fun, so thanks for that. And while we're mentioning that, again, I've been bragging on this first year of legalized sports betting in Tennessee. 
And finishing with a 16-2 and two best bets record in the regular season. Damn, that's good. That is damn good, Drew. Right. Uh, you, you guys listen to us for a reason, right? <laughs> but I will say, first playoffs did not start out that good because I also expected a close matchup in a third game between the Bills and the Patriots. So I took the points for the Patriots and immediately regretted that decision. <laughs> There were not enough points on the face nope. of the NFL. I thought that would that would have been a good bet, man. Yesterday, no, no, you <laughs> can't win them all. That sucks. And, uh, we got to understand that too. So, yep, credit where credit's due, and lack of credit where that's due as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Titans open as three point favorites, which basically is an NFL push because you generally get about three points for playing at home. Yep, so. Which, which I think is a little slim, honestly, but it's going to be a good matchup. I will say that throughout that year, as if we'll post a picture of that, uh, our bets this year, our best bets, were disproportionately in favor of the Titans and the Bengals over the course of this year. Two teams that didn't seem to get the respect that they deserved from Vegas throughout the season, despite continuing to win. And now facing off in this playoff matchup, well... No wonder they kind of rate it as a push. Vegas doesn't know what to do with either of these teams yet. Yeah. As judged by the All-Pro vote, uh, Pro Bowl voting as well. So, come on. Come on. Your number one seed. Hey, the Colts, they got seven. They didn't make the playoffs. I think they would have done a better job as the seven seed than Pittsburgh would have, though. Uh, so thanks for that, Jacksonville Jaguars. Seriously. I would have loved to see the Colts in there because it would have just been a better game. But alas, we don't get what we want, but this week is behind us, thankfully, and we're on to this next round, which is going to be a really good weekend of football, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tighten up. Game's here in Nashville. We're going to see that stadium absolutely rocking. Cincinnati's only, what, four or five hours away? We're going to see some Bengals fans taking the trip down. So defend our turf in that weird mix of team loyalty and Southern politeness that Titans fans have against the visiting teams. Yep. Protect that turf. Protect our house. But hold the door open for them. And And bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Yep. (laughs) And say, hey, nice try. After the Titans win. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Let's go. Tighten up. We'll see you next week. Hey, buddy. It's always good to talk to you. Uh, love especially it. here. We get to see you. I, I hate not being on the radio. We love being on WXNA so much. But we'll make sure to get this posted up to our social media accounts and everything. At Walk It Off Radio. On your Instagram. On your Twitter. On your Facebook that we'd never post to. <laughs> Whatever you want to follow. Please you now hit us up anytime. We love hearing from you guys. We love talking to you. We love playing fantasy football and talking bets and going sledding. So Heck let's yeah. have some fun, Nashville. Tighten up, yo.